Hi, Dan Talks listeners. Welcome to another episode of Dan Talks. I don't know how we're all just walking around not talking about The Bachelorette, which you probably all have been talking about The Bachelorette, and I am late, but I am here. I've watched the first four episodes and feel like I've watched three rounds of Tiger King, but with a lot more sequins and beautiful men. Um, For those of you who don't know, it's a historic bachelorette season where Claire met one guy and said on week two I'm out of this contest I just want to be with him and he proposed to her two weeks in and now there's a new bachelorette in that's the short version in this Dan Talks episode is the long version and I'm bringing back one of my favorite guests Stephanie Latempio who I used to work with who is an expert in trash tv I would say like a contemporary. I feel like she's shifted in the last few months to being an expert. And her insight and analysis is much needed and much appreciated. And I hope you enjoy me and her talking about this show for our current times. It's a true emotional mess with beautiful people. And um, who doesn't love that? And what's what could be more destructive? I don't know. Um, so whether you've seen the show or not, I hope it's um, entertaining. And no matter what you're doing, I hope it's life-giving. Okay. I love you guys. And I will see you next week. Hang in there. Thanksgiving is here, which this year means nothing. But it does mean that maybe we'll be happy next week. Who knows? Okay. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Mwah. I don't, I don't think you know this, but you're one of the... I think Joey, my brother, is the only other one who's appeared multiple times on the pod. You are <gasps> one of the few returning guests. Wow. Well, when you're ready to talk 90 Day Fiance or any other trash TV, I know I'll be back too. I haven't dived, dove in, dive, dived into that yet. Um, you should. I think we haven't... You haven't been on the pod since Tiger King episode. I think this... I think The Bachelorette is more absurdist than Tiger King (laughs) because it was because to me it was made by people who I know went to college and like (laughs) made choices and like made decisions along the way to make it happen yeah and also like Tiger King just felt so fake almost because I mean you mean you and I especially we live in New York City like it's not we we would never imagine a bunch of people with tigers like who have no teeth and like love to live on a compound together like that's just not what we experience but like a lot of these especially the dumb white boys on these shows I'm like I have met this boy so many times right so it's very yeah I, I I feel like I know the people on it and I can't believe when Claire said um I can't imagine a better group of guys <laughs> My husband is in this room. <laughs> I I'm like, you can't imagine a better, <laughs> a better group. Like, 
I can. Like, I definitely can. Um, I've, I've, I can't tell you how many points I want to get to. The first one, before I say anything, and like, before we say anything, most important, Claire looks fantastic. Claire's so hot. So hot. I, yeah. I've, I know that the big thing is, like, she's the oldest bachelorette, and 39 isn't even that old, let's be real. But I will not look like that when I'm 39. I do not look like that now, and I did not look like that at any point in my life. So. You do look like that now. You do look like that now. Better. <laughs> <Thank> you, <Dan. laughs> but she, like, she has one, she just has one vein down the center of her forehead, and that's the only, like aging adjacent thing she has going on beautiful teeth beautiful skin beautiful hair ridiculous body wonderful assets could you believe her boobs in the no! the first um the when when they're getting out of the limo the, the dress sparkle she wore? dress the sparkle yeah. dress <laughs> whoa i couldn't believe it it was boobapalooza it was and, and i don't I'm need to okay like objectify that. women etc but it was like that I just was like, wow. Yeah, go her. Uh, right, she looked fantastic. <laughs> like, and also I love. There was one point she was on a bench. She was like, I know I'm not like the youngest girl in the room. I'm like the prettiest girl, the skinniest. I'm like, you probably are the prettiest, skinniest, and youngest in a <laughs> lot of rooms. Definitely in any room that I've been in. <laughs> Let me ask you questions because I want your insight and analysis. Um, Dale. Is he actually hot? I think Dale is so hot. He's tall and fit. But is his face actually attractive? So, I will follow that up with, yes, because have you seen the pictures of him in his Party City modeling days? No. I will text them to you. If you can look hot in a taco costume, you are hot. (laughs) So... Um, you can you can look at it later. I think I don't know. I think his face is like relatively symmetrical. Yes. Um. I I think his smile is so adorable. Yes. He's got nice eyes too. But when he smiles and laughs, like come on, I think he's real cute. Yeah. Um. I also though when I see a tall guy, like come on. Yeah. And he is so a model it's, now. It's hard for me. He like li- they're like oh he's from South- Brandon, South Dakota, but he like literally lives in New York City. Is with Wilhelmine or whatever it is, and mm-hmm. is like pursuing entertainment stuff. What do you think yeah. about Claire? stalking his being able to stalk his or any of theirs instagrams before the season i don't love that so i would like to preface this by saying this is my first season of bachelorette to watch since i've been like 12 i used to watch it with my mom and then like when i didn't have cable anymore i just never watched it again and um our mutual friend margo from work got me back into it and Mm -hmm. we've been doing like zoom bachelorette bingos with her and a couple of her other friends so I was like yes this is what I need so like I have some knowledge on bachelorette and because of the season I've been doing a lot of um looking into it too um but I don't have like a complete knowledge however I know that like you're not supposed to talk ahead of time you're not really supposed to know who they are and I think these were extreme circumstances but like she probably shouldn't have been able to do that because like at that point then you start imagining in your head like oh this guy's cute and obviously all their instagrams are like professional model instagrams so i think that's a little problematic and she even brought up to that one guy i don't remember his name because he doesn't matter the one who like reached out to her to like make sure she was okay during covid like i don't know why he wasn't disqualified because she said like that wasn't cool but it was so nice of you right 
and then he still was just like allowed to be on the show. So it's like there are no rules this season. Right, and then he broke the um, rule when he lost the group date, and then he like just crashed the one, the other one. He was like, I know I'm not supposed to do this, but like you told me that it's okay to break rules, so I'm gonna break it again. Oh yeah, now I do you remember it's Blake Moines? Ugh. <sighs> I do you think we don't like Blake? Claire serves me big chaotic energy. Yes. She's sort of... I, th- I, I. This is my fundamental question, which I was debating if this should be my last question to you, but I'll just throw it out here now. Do you think Claire is a destructive figure or and or feminist icon? Ooh. I would not call her a feminist icon. I really would not. Yeah. Um, I, I liked Claire at the beginning. I'm over her now. I'm sick of her. Um, what I'm, made you I like her? I hope she's happy. Um, I, I thought that at first she approached it really well in the fact that, like, she acknowledged her faults, which to us there are no faults, but I think she went on with that. I think that she does, did go into it with kind of a pure heart, wanting, um, love and not fame, and I think you can really tell right away, I mean, she was already kind of famous, but you can tell when people are on it just because they want to make money or become famous or whatever, so I think that was nice, and I think even, like, the first date that they had with love languages as lame as it was it was like this is a cute covid date it could have been worse Mm -hmm. um but like so quickly she got so annoying and like every time she says i just want someone to show up showing up showing up Show I was up. like, oh, that's cute, until she said it 85 times per episode. the whole like, series. That's not cute. Um, and I think also, like, okay, so this is kind of a transitionary thing, because I'm confused. There's so many, um, there's so many conspiracy theories about, like, whether she was forced off of The Bachelorette, mm-hmm. or, like, the producers were kind of, like, making this happen. Mm-hmm. Because you do have to sign a contract that says, like, I'm going to go through this entire process, right. and if not, I will pay you $6 million, or whatever, like, the crazy amount of money is. Right, and, like, so, I won't say I love you until the last person, and I won't, like, I'll pretend like it's really even-even. Yeah, so I think, like... I think there had to be some sort of things from the producers where they were like, you can do whatever you want. Like, we don't care. Like, this is, it's a free-for-all this season. But, like, there's at one point where, like, don't disappear for an hour on a group date and, like, go make out with Dale. That was like, amazing. That's not cool. That was amazing. <laughs> and also when she got a one-on-one with everyone else and she just asked them about Dale. I know! <laughs> like, after, it was the comedy challenge where everyone, like, went in on Dale, which is funny. And she was like, I just don't know why. Like, love is not funny. Like, don't make fun and of she, my yeah, love. she kept pulling them aside, and she's like, but why would you say that one comment about right. Dale? Right. And then, like, off camera, like, off to the side, she goes, I can't believe someone would say that about my fiancé. <laughs> like, what? Dude. I, and, you know, I was conflicted because I feel like she, there. I love that she, like, met him and then said on camera, I definitely feel like I just met my husband. Mm-hmm. And, like, seeing love at first sight happen, even if, like... Did it really happen? I I think it did. I think she did feel that way, and I think there is something magical about catching that on camera. Yeah. Um. But a little less magical because she had already stalked his Instagram. Right. So like she knew that she was gonna find him super hot, and she knew you know what people's jobs yeah, were and like right. what they were doing and. Which I love. Uh, Don't you love people's jobs can be former something and that's their job. <laughs> 
<laughs> or uh, what's what's Kenny the boy band manager? Boy band. But he like... manages a boy <laughs> cover. Boy, he manages bands that cover boy bands at like a specific bar in Chicago, and otherwise, so is a I don't think it counts. Right, but boy, I was like, oh, is he like One Direction's manager? He's not. He's totally not. He totally like is in Chicago being hot and like has this one side gig, which is doing boy band night at a bar. <laughs> Well, he needed to be more interesting for the show. Well, he was interesting. And he's super hot. And he was 39. So many not age-appropriate men. Yes, I agree with that. I think Bad if you're casting. going to, like, if you're casting for the oldest Bachelorette and that's going to be the theme of your season and she's 39, like, don't get anybody who's, like, 28. You know that there they're not There was a 26-year-old IT software sales guy. Like, they knew that. Well, they want the drama. They want the drama. But he wasn't going to bring the drama, whatever his name was. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> he has, like, glasses. And I'm like, he just got his own health insurance. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> also, how does she have a mansion if she's a hairdresser? Is that I her house? I don't know. I, no shade. No Tino shade to hairdressers. But I don't see her. Like, she, she's not a... She's not, like, a hairdresser. Like, right. we haven't heard of her. Right. She's not Claire L'Oreal. <laughs> not that we know of right she has a gorgeous giant house with a red door in sacramento like okay i guess instagram does pay did you know she was a hairdresser by the way they never mention it um i feel like i had seen something that mentioned it but i didn't think that was her full-time job well because what else is instagram yeah she doesn't have one instagram yeah and or going being on, on the bachelor right exactly just going on the show multiple times um but once i found out that she was a hairdresser i'm like oh this makes sense like have you ever yeah. had a hairdresser that you sit down and they like start talking about relationships or anything and it's just like, <laughs> wow, there's a lot that can go on. And then you're just stuck there for two hours while they do your hair? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want that with her. Um, I, I definitely took the the casting personally. Because none of them were, like, there wasn't a 40-year-old in there. No, 39. Yeah, that guy was the oldest, Kenny. There might have been one other 39-year-old. How old is Yosef, the worst guy? He was like 31 or 30 years old, oh. and he has like the, the daughter. Here's my, my Yosef hot take. The one person who has like an iota of like saneness, even though he is insane, I think like what I don't get is that he is going on this television show that has a history, and he's like shocked that he's there once he gets there. You think Yosef is? You like Yosef? I think he has some self-respect, and I think that's incompatible with the format of the show. I think he is a problematic dude who thinks that because he has a daughter, he understands women. Like he. That's also true. He thinks, like, oh, my God, I'm a dad to a girl? Well, I could never do this sort of thing, and I have a daughter. Like, the, I, I think it's great to have a kid and tell the person on The Bachelorette, but the way he mentioned it and tried to leverage that to, like, show that he was a good person, I was like, congratulations, you have a daughter. Right. Why'd you leave your daughter? Like, yeah. go home to be right. with her exactly. if you're that obsessed. When he's like, I, every second I spend here is a second I'm not spending with my daughter. I'm like, yeah, exactly. You decided to leave your daughter during a pandemic... To have a yeah. 1 in 16 or 1 in 24 chance of maybe marrying a person you've never met before. So, like, yeah. I don't get that. And also, like, what, another thing that they have to sign when they go on the show is, like, you have to do anything the producers say. So, like, if the date is skydiving, like, you have to skydive or else you'll get a fine. They do sign so something like, like that. 
Yeah, so, like, if the date is naked dodgeball, like, you have to do Which it. it and was. also, do you think that The Bachelorette actually comes up with these dates? No, right. the producers do. Like, right. so for him to take that out on Claire, like, I know. what? Yeah, that's that's fair. But also, like, he could have not, like, you could, like, also, he wasn't on that date. So the fact that he took such a problem with it, I'm like, you are literally a separate person who yeah. doesn't, like, you are just, like, a projector machine. So what did you think about the thing in the first episode between him and Tyler C? When Tyler C went up to him and was like, I heard you messaged another girl and I just want to make oh, sure I your intentions are okay. Okay, I want to mention that. Before <laughs> that, I, I, I don't want to forget this. I love, there was some, like, the absurdist theater of this whole thing is so amazing. There was one point where Claire was like, this isn't fair to the other guys, like, Chazen and Jason. And I'm like... <laughs> Wait, is there a ch- Chasen and There's a Jason? There's a Chasen and a Jason, and they put them together a lot. They're like, Chasen and Jason were over there talking about something. And I'm like, what? Um, Tyler C., right, he is the West Virginia guy who had a problem with Yosef DMing another girl on Instagram. Yes. Not even just like saying hi or whatever he, it was he, he was saying. I'm in favor of that. I think who in the world is dating in a bubble where people are not messaging other people on digital platforms at the same time? So, I think that's a good point. I, I think both of them were in the wrong. My thing is, why everyone did Yosef have wrong, to go way. tell... I just want to say, true. everyone, everyone in this show is in the wrong. Like, from, like, top to bottom. Like, PA to Chris Harrison, wrong. To ABC. Yes. Like, president of ABC. Everyone is going straight to hell, in my <laughs> opinion. Like, this is a destructive show that is damaging and bad. Yeah. Like, but, like, why did Yosef have to go and tell on him and say, like, oh my god... Tyler C is going to say amazing. something bad about me because I don't think Tyler C was going to go tell Claire. No, he he was like, cool. Like, yeah. okay, done. But Yosef was like, like that whole thing. I want to storm out of here, <laughs> naked dodgeball episode, so I'm going to like get some air. T- he got great air, air time. Oh, yeah. He, everybody knows who he is now. Yeah. I mean, he's very, I mean, I wouldn't say he's likable, but he's, he's definitely left an impression, I guess. <laughs> um, what are some other, give me some of your bullets that we've yet to touch on because I want to make sure we. Oh, yeah. I've got a bunch of bullets. Yeah. Um, well, so I would like to say, besides everything being awful on the show, they are taking really nice COVID procedures. Like, the fact that they really did make people, like, quarantine, test multiple times, and now that they're all, like, it's kind of an amazing reality show to have them all quarantining together. Like, they literally aren't allowed to leave. So I love that aspect of it. I think it it makes it really fun. Even though I have to say, it wasn't Um, clear how they, like, sort of did it. They're like, oh, we're testing multiple times. I'm like, okay, but was it 14 days beginning to end or not? Like, they kind of gloss over the days and they're like oh we've te-. and then I don't I hate the narrative of oh I tested negative now I can take my mask off and run around La Quinta Resort and Suites like naked no you can't <laughs> like people work there and like etc so I wanted to ask your thoughts on uh, Brandon who is that guy from episode one who like po- or maybe episode two sorry where he pulls Claire aside and just tells her how beautiful she is but he doesn't know anything about her personality and then she kicks him out I loved that <laughs> it was it was like well I don't know you personally she's like how can you not know me personally like all these guys have said that I'm really strong and resilient and how do you not know that no <laughs> like, she just gets Let to me send walk him you home out. I know I kind of loved it I loved it from both ends because I think they were both right like and I was like, so I don't know you. How am I supposed to know what I like about you if I've never met you? And she's like, well, other guys already know what they like about me. It just speaks to the but fundamental like, play dysfunction the show, of the, the show. show. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's that, to pretend like you're in love with this person before you right. are. Right. The, the idea that 24 men would choose the same girl 
woman, like... I, I don't get it. It just so speaks to, I like, this that. competitive... It's like the competition thing that mm-hmm. brings a whole new element to it that's, like, gross. Other dramatic cast members, um, Zach J., who got the date, like, in the pool... And then tried to kiss her, and then oh, it backfired, yeah. and then she made him leave. I loved that. Well, okay, I, this is what I did not love, is that she played the, like, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, I, tell, I let you know what I'm thinking. And then she leans in for a kiss, and, like, sort of manipulatively stops leaning in, and then waits for him to... And when he doesn't immediately respond, she, like, pulls away, and mm-hmm. is like, um, um, okay, never mind. And then is like, has the nerve to, like, bring up her past relationship traumas and stuff over this like awkward kiss moment and but he's like oh what's wrong what's wrong and she's like nothing nothing it's fine i'll see you at dinner nothing and then it's like and then she doesn't show up to dinner and then chris harrison comes to dinner sits down and is like hey so you're leaving like you don't get any food Um, like you'll go through the Popeye's drive-thru and like bye get out i mean i agree with that i actually the first time i watched it i was like what is happening and i had to rewatch the scene a couple of times because <laughs> the part well the part where i think he really did mess up is like he like grabbed her by the neck I know. to like to pull her back and i was like okay if i like if i was right, there i probably would also again. kind of yeah and then she was like no please don't do that because of trauma um, mm-hmm. but she the just like the scene of her literally running away from him and him not getting it is like bachelorette iconic (laughs) and i also don't mean to like i think i'm like i think there is a conversation about consent to be had in this thing and like Mm -hmm. i don't want to be like her reaction was bad because maybe she maybe she was actually like triggered deeply by Mm -hmm. it and like it was she didn't know how to respond which i think is what happened yeah um yeah my i just feel like she was many things but she was definitely looking for reasons to kick guys out like to just get Mm -hmm. closer to dale i think also she wasn't act like because she talks. What I loved was she kept saying, "I want to be really present with you," and like I I'm here and I know that I'm here, um, and I want to be really present and I am really present. But all I'm thinking about is Dale this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you don't well, want to be present. That's why I think that's why she like did p- ask people on one on one dates that weren't Dale because then if you don't get a rose, you go home. So like that was an easy way to start picking them right. off. <laughs> right. Because oh, otherwise, you think she would just want to spend all of her time with Dale, but, like, that doesn't make sense. It'll just elongate the process. Right. And the, the poor guy who they wrote down negative things people said about them on the slate, and then they threw it against the rocks <laughs> of the ocean. And then she didn't pick him, and he's like, that's the most vulnerable I've ever been with anyone. She's like, uh, yeah. I'm going to go with Dale. And then he ended up leaving, because he was like, I can't do this without Claire. Did he? Was he one of the ones that was like, when they changed the Bachelorette, he was like, I'm out? Yeah. Aww. That's probably a great decision, though, on his part. Like, hmm Good move. Once you figure out that you are just there to be exploited, it's probably good for you to Run. Leave. Yeah, I agree. Do you think... Are you surprised at how little fun it appears anyone's having? Yes. I think it's a combination of Claire having a bad attitude and, like, putting them all in a bad mood. And also just, like, they can't go on dates. Any of their dates are so <laughs> awkward. Like... Like, I don't know if you've done any quarantine dating. It's awkward and weird. Yes. Um, like, ca- I can't even imagine, like, having to quarantine date 24 people and, like, all the things you do. You can't even, like, go to a restaurant. They Usually they do take, like, all those crazy, like, adventures and, like, do all these fun things or they, like, fly to Paris, like, at the end of the season. Um, but the fact that, like, everything has to happen on La Quinta Resort, like, 
Come on. I also, think I think it's a, like Is that associated with La Quinta like the, by the side of the highway La Quinta? I don't know, is it? I don't know. The branding looks different, but it's the same name. I kind of hope so. I know me too. I'm like La Quinta, great get. Like I was thinking about all the bids the hotel and like all the vacant resorts like gave to ABC to be like we have these facilities and like we'll do this rate. I'm like La Quinta, this is a good get cuz like <laughs> La Quinta Inn and Resorts and Palm Street. They're actually sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Oh my god. I know. Should we go? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have a suite. We have to quarantine there for 14 days with testing. But then we, can, be a, then we can rip our mask off and go jump in the pool naked like the guys did. <laughs> um, don't you love the moment where they're sitting, um, they're in a group date, and then she's sitting down. She's like, well, okay. Like, this was a great day. Or like, and everyone's like, yeah, it was. And then it was silent. And she was like... So, should we get started? And people are like, oh, uh, yeah. And then that white supremacist guy, Bemmett, is like, uh, yeah, no, I would love some time with you. And then she's like, okay. And then she's sitting with him. She's like, I just can't get out of my head that no one, <laughs> no one tried to pull me away at that. And then she came back and like scolded all the guys. And they were literally like, she's like, if you want to hang out with each other instead of me, you can go do that. Right. And they were like, <laughs> we literally did, just didn't know if this was part of the production, like if it was the next step to do individuals or if they needed more footage of the group or whatever. Like, yeah, nobody knew. And that's another thing. Like, when they would go on actual dates, like it would be so clear, like, this is the date. And then you come back and like, this is like the cocktail party. And right. then like, this is what happens next. And now, since they're all just sitting around, like, how are you supposed to know what to do? Right. But she got so mad. She got so mad. That's, oh God! What, how do you? Th- what's your take on Claire's relationship with her feelings and how she expresses them? Um, I think she is aware that she's on a TV show a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because like I maybe I just want to believe that because I don't want to believe that like you could be a real person and be like and that. do all of these things. Um, cause like I'm all for speaking your mind. Like there's no reason to like play games, especially if the producers gave her like right. power to do whatever she wants in this sort of like free form bachelorette, like whatever you better do it. But I also like, I wonder like how much of the actual like cuts that the production does makes her, makes her look a little crazier. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it was only a couple of minutes that no one said anything, and, like, it seemed like she, especially in this moment, like, it seemed like they all could have talked as a group for a little bit, and I don't know why she was expecting that. It was, like, that's that all of those sorts of things, or, like, you know, when she disappears with Dale for an hour, it's like, go make out with him, um, after he specifically said, I'll only be two minutes. Like, they have to kind of know that they're like on TV making a production out of it like slightly. Do you think you know? do you think Dale actually Do you think Dale feels as strongly about her as she does about him? <laughs> there are a lot of memes that are like uh Dale, who just wanted to get out of Party City modeling, who accidentally won the bachelorette <laughs> on week 3. Um <laughs> I because I love love I want to believe that he does I just don't know how after two weeks of weird quarantining while on a tv show could really make you like fall that deeply in love with someone um I think that if they had gone through the entire season and like she knew he was the favorite from the beginning like they usually do like by then I do think like okay you were together for months like maybe but I I don't know I have a feeling that it all just kind of happened and he might have just been like okay she's cool why not it's kind of along for the ride I also wonder 
I hope they stay together. I hope that they have a very happy life. I wonder if there's some sort of contract now that's like, you have to stay together until the season is over. Because now, like, at, at first on their Instagrams, like, they weren't, they couldn't post anything. Right. And then once the episode happened, it's like, they're together all the time. And right. everything they post is of each other. And it seems a little suspicious except, that everything they do. Except when he's just walking around New York without a mask talk with his model friends <sighs> going to lunch. Wait, is he in New York when he does yes, that? Yes, he lives in New York. Oh my god. Except, I'll go find him. I'll yell at him. I know. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, what are other points on your list? Because I'm sure they're the uh, same as mine. Bennett? Bennett. The... Well, I called him white supremacist <laughs> Bennett. Um, yes. Because he is uh, the embodiment American of whiteness. Psycho yeah. He's like American Psycho. Um, but like, I also want to know, so he definitely is weird. I kind of love him as a character. I hope that it is a character and this is not who he is in real life. Uh-huh. Um, I think he but is. Like, even like the fact that the producers gave him a huge room for like all of his shoes. Like, have you seen weird. those after episode thing? Like, weird. Where one of the black contestants like, goes to his room and like, hey, I've heard a lot about your room. And then he's like, oh yes, it's giant. I'm like, okay. Like, why does he have a bigger room and, like, I feel like other guys are this... doubling up, too. I feel like I saw a room where guys were sharing. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. It was... I just like, don't get it. Like, the two I don't... Fireplaces. <laughs> like, is... I don't... <laughs> is this, like, some angle to, like, give some comedic relief? Or, like, did he pay someone off? Like, right. what's going on there? Right. Also, what do you... F- I feel like there's more racial diversity on this show. We have more black guys and one Asian guy. Or maybe... And then that one guy is half Filipino... Which is He's great. off. Oh, is he son? Uh, yeah, Ivan. I don't remember. Oh, Ivan, yes. Oh, the chess player. Ivan's my favorite, yeah. Ivan's so cute. Aeronautical Easy's engineer, 28. Who, oh, Easy is great. Easy. Easy, he's super so hot, fun. super funny. His fashion is good, yeah. He's the he's voice of the favorite. audience. He's like the, he's like the narrator of the whole thing. He's like the voice of reason mm-hmm. and humor and like, and super hot too, so it's like. Yeah. Like, what do you think about the, it, there's like a lot more black guys this season than they've ever had, which I'm like. This is Finally, good, yeah. but it's also one of those things of like, in, with such a white institution, it's like that big question about like, who is this? Does this help anybody? Or like, what is? The I know, angle like, what does it do for yeah. them? Other than give her an actual pool of people who might be real instead of all these like weird frat bros. Except the um, right. Except the pool is also not real because it's still filtered by people yeah. who have gym bodies. Yeah, like there's and not who are one like all football guy. players. Right. I know. Um, do you think, and there's the one lawyer guy from Long Island City, which he's like intense, but hot and like with it yeah. a little bit. Um, do you have thoughts about that or not really? I mean, this, well, this kind of leads me into Tasha and some conspiracies around Tasha. Ta- I don't want to go. Is it I don't too get, early? Wait, I want to get to Tasha in a second. Okay, so let's, that feels let's like hold Tasha is such that. a relief. Like, Tasha yeah. is such a step out of the absurdity of it. I, I agree. That before I, like, come up for air, I want to, like, make sure we're done. And <laughs> Is there anything more about Claire and Dale and the rest that we need to unpack here? Oh, 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 Bennett. I wanted to say about Bennett. In his interview, he's like, um, oh, yeah, people... He's a wealth manager from New York City who went to Harvard. Is like his like thick moniker, and in his interview he was like, "Yeah, they call it dropping the H bomb when you mention Harvard, like, blah blah blah." And then the first thing he says when she's like, "So tell me about yourself," he's like, "You know, I'm a New York Harvard guy." I'm like, "Those are two 
totally different places. Also, you're just like totally conflating. Like, you're just like you I'm are dropping full the H-bomb. white supremacist, total cashing in on, with the scarf, like with the scarf around his suit. neck. I'm just like. Like dropping the H bomb is you. You say that as if it's something you like happen to stumble upon and you like try to avoid. When like mm-hmm. he leads with it. Yeah, and also it's not like he just graduated from Harvard. Right. Like he is clearly old. Like he, it would be one thing if he's like, oh, I just graduated like a year ago, and now I'm getting my footing. Like no, you went to Harvard a hundred years ago. Like, right, you're done. He's like thirty eight, whatever he is, and he's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a Harvard guy. I'm like, you got in when you were eighteen, probably because of your dad. <laughs> like, what about this says anything besides? You're a white supremacist. But, um, what else is on your list? Um, I think we covered almost all of it. I just wanted to ask you if you had any, um, thoughts on any of the limo scene, like the, the coming, coming out. The reveals of the the men's (laughs) reveals. The reveals, reveals, yeah. I love the clear. I mean, my. Yeah, you go. My personal favorite is the straight jacket guy who wore the straight jacket for the entire cocktail party. Kind of love the performance of that. Like, what? Yeah. That felt very Dan Van Note yeah, to me. Yeah, it's very, like, commentary like, um, on. Yeah. <laughs> a dedication performance to Performance art. Yes. Yeah, to the extent. I hate that guy, but. And he's, but he's, like, stood the test of time. Like, he's there every week still. I'm like, okay, yeah. I guess your personality is carrying you. Um, <laughs> I thought Nine in Shining Armor was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the West Virginia guy in a station wagon I thought was, like, cute, followed by the Rolls Royce with Bennett. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, I forgot that's how Bennett came out. Oh, Royce. my God. In the, from, the, from the back seat still, but, yeah, in a Rolls Royce. Oh. I know. It's so yeah. weird. And I'm like, I feel like because of Claire, like, I truly still don't know a lot of the guys, and, like, I usually pride myself on memorizing everybody's names really quickly <laughs> on any trash TV and their, show. And their last name um, abbreviation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Zach C, Blake Moines, <laughs> et cetera. But, like, this time, like, as the episodes go on, I feel like I see a new person every time, and I'm like, who are you? Have you been here this whole yes, time? Yes, And they, very bizarre. And when they introduce four new guys after Tasha comes in, it's like, it's really just a cacophony <laughs> of 25-year-olds. So 20, stupid. 28-year-olds, I should say. <laughs> Um, entrances, I, I, the thing that confuses me is how did the producers choose who gets a special entrance and who is just in the big limo with everybody and they just get out one by one. That's what I, was I don't know. Like, do they know that they're just not going to do well? Right, or, or right exactly. And like, has a silly entrance ever worked too? I feel like the ones that work are always the, the boring ones. Yeah, because they'll be like, you were so sweet, you're getting the first impression rose. Yeah. Not, you came out in a bubble and right. were annoying. Or like, with a <laughs> with a belly, like you were pregnant. Yeah. That guy is surprisingly likable to me. <laughs> um, also, yeah, right, Claire did that on her season. She pretended to be pregnant. Yeah. <sighs> Crazy. Um, I also just wanted to say about Claire, I do think she's giving voice to the voiceless of women who earnestly try to find love and can't find it. That was really nice. I mean, I think she is manipulative and borderline emotionally abusive. But I think we're we can all be that way in different ways and like people find like life doesn't shake out the way you think all the time and I think she does she is sure of what she wants at a certain age and I think mm-hmm. it is appropriate that the oldest bachelorette knew immediately when she met the guy and she's like yeah. this is it and I don't want to do this. You know, you're not really fulfilling your obligation, but it's 
also a very 2020 themed show at this point where it's oh, like, yeah. I feel like Claire is the sort of, I don't mean to bring this up, but I'm bringing it up. She is like the Trump figure of the show where she comes in and is a bull in the China shop and disregards every institutional norm and it's captivating. And you can't look away. You can't look away. The difference is she's not actively killing people the way Trump is, but like, yeah, that, but the, it's, it's the same energy kind of. It's the same, right. Of yeah. like, I don't care. Like, but what I would like to see next time they have the oldest bachelorette is someone who doesn't have a perfect body and face, too. That would be a really nice thing to show that anybody can find love, not just the hottest 39-year-old in the world. No, but they don't... That's the one thing. Is it's very ableist and very white and yeah. very hot and young. Mm-hmm. So, like, even the 39-year-old has to have flawless skin. Even though I do just want to give her some blotting papers. Just, like... <laughs> Well, you know that one of the other things, too, I don't know if it's still true now, but at least in the older seasons, they were pretty much not supposed to have air conditioning on because it was too loud with things. So that's why they're usually so sweaty. Like, everyone is so sweaty on The Bachelor. They were sweaty. I could tell they were sweaty in Palm Springs in the summer. Yeah. Okay. I think we can transition to Taisha. Okay. Um, what do you th- well okay so in this transition we have Claire coming to tell the so Claire meets with Chris Harrison he's like listen Claire you've been literally a Dale machine this whole time just like talking about him <laughs> and like it's clear that you're like kind of done with the process she's like yes I am done with the process um Dale gets the ring from Neil Lane in a day which they act like is amazing like they don't have it literally sitting on set ready for them um <laughs> Also, I love the total disregard to, like, him picking out a ring. Like, he's never like, oh, which one would she like? They're all just like, bring in the ring. This one. Yeah. Um, so Dale proposes to her, which is absolutely absurd. And um, and then the next day she has to wear the white sweater and walk into the room and say, hey, guys, thank you for coming. But I found love and I'm leaving with Dale. After she spent the entire day with him, which, like, they were like, what's going on? What do you, how do you think the guys took it generally? I think there's no way they saw it coming because there's no precedent for leaving early. Yeah. I think that it had to be a huge surprise as much as they knew that Claire is obsessed with Dale in every moment of every day. I think that they probably were confused and pissed off. Like they had been, everyone had been ang- been getting angry in the, the weeks. It's actually funny though that it's only two weeks when you think about it. But in like those two weeks that they're together, they were getting real mad. Um, but also, like, looking at it realistically, it was only two weeks. Only a few guys actually had alone time with her. And she only kissed a few of them, which is even, like, surprising that she was willing to do that. But, like, at that point, they didn't really know her yet. Like, the the worst part for them was probably thinking, like, oh, God, I quarantined and went through all this crap. And now I have to go home. I don't even get to finish a TV show. Right. To be on um, ABC Mondays at 8 p.m. for a few weeks. Which for like cool. four weeks right. yeah <laughs> and because at that point they're a month into it and they maybe each of them has maybe spent four and a half minutes with her at best right the, there's like there's no time that they're actually together so i i can't imagine except for that one guy who did have a one-on-one date um i think he probably had some real feelings for her yeah. but other than that i think it was more like i can't believe i went through all of this and this woman just kind of screwed it all up for all of us don't you think it's so um, exhausting to have conversation and also their conversations are so they go so from like where are you from to like this is how I feel about you <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always like this is such a um perverse obviously perverse scenario 
but just the topics of converse maybe they just cut out all the in between but i can't like but i don't I think that they talk too much I off go, screen well right i mean i don't go like i'll go weeks months without telling a person that i'm seeing like i really feel like i don't know <laughs> just like any of the stuff they say like i just feel like i have I've never met someone like you before and I'm my feelings are real and I just want to let you know like I'm really here for you and I'm showing up for you I'm, sh- <laughs> I'm showing up for you like no one has work no one has to go to the grocery store no one's doing laundry everyone's just talking about how they feel about the other person that they met yesterday yeah it's well it's not a real life scenario like you said it's like a perverse like weird you're stuck together. This is your entire life. You don't have to actually worry about the real world together right now. And to stay on vacation, uh, you have to vibe with this person. Yeah. It's like, um, did you watch that show Love is Blind? Yes. On Netflix? Oh, love it. That's another day. Um, but it's like that sort of thing. Like when you're only, when the expectation is either marriage or love or something and you put people in a room and tell them that's what they have to do. <laughs> And, like, there's no other distractions. Like, I think it would be easier to misinterpret feelings you have and then just speak them in a way. Like, I I don't think anybody on that show who was like, I'm just really falling for you already after two weeks meant it. But I think they could think they meant it, you know? Yeah, I do know. I remember having this conversation. Because of the situation. When I was a, a hair salon receptionist, I talked about this with the other hairdressers. They were like, that show is so made up, blah, blah. And I'm like... Honey, if you flew me to Palm Springs for a week and put me on TV and in a suit and unlimited alcohol and helicopter rides and waterfall jumping, I would fall in love with a paper bag. Like, <laughs> I would be so into it. Right? Like, that, like they set you up for falling in love. Right. And I think, When like, really what you want is to not work anymore and to be on vacation with a hot person. Yeah, if you're on vacation all the time, of course you're going to be happier. Right. And that's why so many of the relationships fall apart when they go to the real world, too. Because they're like, oh, wait, we don't actually like each other. Like, oh, wait, we're in the kitchen. Oh, wait, do we have to make the food? Oh, wait, do you food? <laughs> Where's our chef? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the guys took it pretty well. I also love that there's this suspension of just like, do we still get to be on TV or are we done being on TV now? Yeah, that's, that was the big question. Like, no one cared, like, oh, no, is Claire happy? Or, like, oh, right, no, I'm no going to miss her. Claire so much. It was like, is this over? Yeah. And I also thought... Are we going to get a new Bachelorette? Exactly. I thought, are they going to bring the old guys back in or not? Oh, I wonder that, too, because then I don't even know what number it got down to. But she started at 31, cut, like, was you know, 10 of them or whatever on the first time. The very first limo is 31 oh for the God. season. I thought it was 24 max. That's insane. No, I... She might cut it down to 24 in the first episode because, you know, that's, like, the huge, like, get rid of 10 people one. But it started with 31 guys this season for some reason. Wow. I also think it's, like, obviously, I meant to say, getting out of the limo and stuff and seeing the reaction, it's live Tinder where, like, you can just tell if she's, like, (laughs) like going to babysit them or if she's into them. And, like, most of the guys she was going to babysit, by the way. She was like, oh, that's so cute. I love that. Every time she said she loved something, I'm like, you don't like him. You want him gone. Right. Um, what were we just talking about? The guys reacting. The guys reacting. Are we still going to be on TV or not? I love that they are fully like, okay, just bring the next girl. Like, and then <laughs> what do you think about, um, Taisha, gorgeous, 
No, so gorgeous. Gorgeous. No discernible job, but that's not a prerequisite. <laughs> um, I love that someone asked her what she, that one of the guys was like, so what do you do? And she's like, I'm in the beauty and lifestyle space. I'm like, okay. Like, AKA I'm pretty for a living. I'm pretty and now I'm the bachelorette. It's like, okay. <laughs> she's like, what do you do? He's like, I'm an attorney. She's like, oh, well, <laughs> that, I guess that means you don't travel much or I don't know. That was weird. Um, but I love that she like has no discernible job. But that's fine. She is such a breath of fresh air, so gorgeous, mm-hmm. and younger, but I don't mean that in an ageist way, but, like, she has less of a, um, like, she still has a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. She's not, I think Claire went into it saying, I want to have a baby in the next 12 months. Right. <laughs> and I think Taisha's going into it thinking, I want to find love. Right. Like, and, like, if he's hot and nice Claire... and cute and vibe, I'm into it. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, kind of coming into it with a more open mind. Like, she wants to probably find a husband, I assume, because that's what they always say. But, like, I think she's not, like, my my time is ticking. And also, I think she fits the ages of the the pool right. that she was given a little better, you exactly. know? I love Ivan was, like, explicitly, like, yeah, I like her. Like, she's, like, more what I go for, like, racially yeah. and age-wise. <laughs> like, I keep an open mind, but, like, I'm much, <laughs> I'm much more comfortable now. <laughs> iconic because i was like a 28 year old a hot guy who's like with 39 year old claire bachelorette been on three seasons of the bachelor on abc monday nights at 8 p.m and he's like so what That's do you like to do and now, to right and now he finally has like what however old she is 28 29 year old Instagram yeah i think girl. she's great she's got the beautiful disney princess eyes she, she just like not that women have to be happy all the time but like i do think she's kind of going into it in more of like an upbeat like way and like if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't right now here's the question no discernible quarantine time for her no so here's what i wanted to get into thank you let's go so this has been um some major controversies i don't know what how much of this is true um because there's also a bunch of different sides to it but basically when claire started quarantining when they had decided like okay um, we're going to start filming The Bachelorette. They had to get a second Bachelorette because what if Claire got COVID? So it's been confirmed that Taisha was quarantining since the beginning, or at least since a very similar time from is Claire. Is this conspiracy um, theory or is this confirmed? That part's confirmed. Okay. The conspiracy is, was she just a backup? Because also there's been other, some there's some other times, like in previous seasons of both Bachelor and Bachelorette, that they have a backup just in case something doesn't work out. So, like, there's kind of always someone on deck. Uh-huh. Obviously easier when it's not a global plant pandemic. Right. Um, but so Tasha had been in quarantine and was kind of on deck ready to go. Um, wow. And same with, like, they have, like, other people in quarantine. Like, there's going to be special guests, or there already have been, like, from other seasons. Like, they, they know who's coming on. It's not just, like, this person showing up randomly. Yeah. Like, they have it all planned. So, That's so fascinating the question, to think about The Bachelor backstage cast. <laughs> I would love to work on The Bachelor. What a great job. Well, it tore from the Bachelor, but I'm saying to be one of the people on deck, just like, hey, we're going to pay you $5,000 a week to just sit in your apartment <laughs> just in case. Or yes, whatever it is please. they pay them. Yeah. Um, so the, the big question is, um, in, in June, you know, when Black Lives Matter kind of came to the forefront, um, the, the big thing was that The Bachelor announced the first Black Bachelor. Uh-huh. So, like, and that was, like, ABC's move of joining the movement, which is obviously not doing anything, right. and it was very performative. <laughs> right. But that's another story. Right. So that was a thing. Claire had already been chosen as The Bachelorette. Okay. So there are some forums and some articles that think perhaps the producers were 
um, kind of gunning to not have a white bachelorette. Uh Again, I don't know how much I believe this or not, and I think that, um, I don't know, I would like to believe that it wasn't just all racially, like, uh, you know. Okay, so anyway, that's what some people are saying is, like, they were kind of hoping to get rid of Claire um, early so that they could bring in Tasha because also, like, Tasha's wonderful, Tasha's perfect. They already had her on deck. Right. Um, and she was already quarantined. Right. So, and, and there's been a couple, like, weird tweets or, like, I'm also, like, not on Twitter, so I don't really understand it. But, like, there's, like, there was a moment where Claire liked a tweet from someone that said, it looks like Claire's been being pushed out of the Bachelorette. And, like, they're telling her to act crazy or, like, you know, saying you can do whatever you want at this point just so they could get Tasha in. Um, again, don't know how true that is. And there's a couple other theories, too, like, why it all happened. But... I think it's honestly a combination of these things where Claire wasn't Claire wasn't what they wanted because she fell in love with Dale so quickly. Claire wasn't following the rules. Claire wants to do her own stuff. They already had Tasha. They may as well bring her in. Mm-hmm. But she had been quarantining for a while. I also felt like, and I don't mean to harp on the, the race thing because I don't have as much good critical insight. Perhaps, obviously. Um... But I do feel like there were more black men on the show this time. And it mm-hmm. felt very intentional. And then when they brought Tasha in, I'm a little bit like, were you choosing for Tasha? Like, because do you want to have a black man, black woman love story? And so, like, you're, like, stacking the cast? Because it felt very intentional or something. Yeah, like, it's all of a sudden it went from two black guys per season right. to, like, half of them. Right. And... And Claire is, like, as white as the day is long, so I'm a little bit like... <laughs> oh, God, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and like, the one Asian guy, the anesthesiologist, who is age-appropriate and does, I believe, want to find love and still super hot, I hate... Like, there was one editing with it when she was like, I love that all the guys are just being super authentic with me. And then they shoot to him with his paper cranes, like, having a date with... Or, like, showing her all yeah. the cranes he made. I'm like... Okay, I'm like, are you... And other than that, he doesn't get screen time, I know, ever. he doesn't. And he... I don't like that. And he's hot, and, like, has a good job. He's so hot. I know, and he's got that cute little man bun. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, so we bring Tasha. So, okay, so the guys are all like, I mean, I guess we'll stay. And then they bring Tasha in, which is so intimidating to have her just walk in the room with all the guys <laughs> there. It feels... I'm like, that's such an intimidating feeling. And then all the guys are nervous, but that's kind of, like, fun. Like, everyone's nervous to meet each other, and that's, like, cute. Um, they're all super relieved because she's like young, hot. She's like young, hot, Perfect. and happy. Um, and then they bring in four new guys, which is like fine, but they it does feel like filler guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ivan shot to the top of the um pack because yes. he, they like look kind of alike and like they're both super cute and young and I, and he was honest with her and said like you're more my type yes. or like you I, I feel like I identify with you more than I identified with Claire yes. I had nothing in common right exactly so yeah he's a cutie I really he's like so him so cute okay that was my other question who would you pick who would I pick I think I have to say easy yeah easy's good He's just so fashionable. I think he could really help me. He's sharp. <laughs> um, and he's so nice. He's yeah. very genuine. I love that in the first episode in the limo scene, he's like, why are all these people, like, doing all this extra stuff? Like, why did, why are you bringing snacks? Why are you coming up <laughs> in a Bentley? Good. Like, just be yourself. I mean, he, he also had his own sort of, like, he jumped through, like, that future husband thing. Oh, but, like, right. at least that wasn't, like, an entire situation, you yeah. know? 
So I think him. But also, I'm going to be honest, I don't know most of the guys besides yeah. Dale because, <laughs> like, I don't even know some of their names. There was some guy on the last episode named Ed. He's, like, kind of shorter and has, like, a poof on his head. He's he, the I, I looked at him and said, maybe. Yeah. I said, who is Ed? Like, I've never seen him before. I don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. I didn't like him at all. But <laughs> I was like, who are you? Yeah. So that might change. Also, there, I don't know. There's always, like, weird allegations against everybody once they're on TV. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know who to trust anymore. I know. Me too. I share in that. Um, <laughs> do you think the show is actively destructive? Yes. To culture? Absolutely. That message that you sent me yesterday or two days ago that said it feels self-destructive to watch this alone, I identify with. Um, I think... I fast-forwarded through a lot of parts. Like, (laughs) a lot. I mean, come on. It's not a realistic situation. It's... When have you ever seen 31 men with abs in one place? Like, you just don't. Or, like... Like, when it's The Bachelor for the women. Like, nobody looks like that. And I think that it's, like, it's just kind of making everything worse in the entertainment industry. And everyone's trying to be better now and, like, love everybody. But they still get, like, the people who have lots of plastic surgery and have the means to pay for it and go to the gym and have personal trainers. Um, I mean, I also, though, like, as problematic as it is we all need this sort of thing right now to laugh at and kind of hope that um, maybe it's not all real and maybe it is just kind of television, um, even though I know that's really not the, the truth. Um, one, of the, one of the bingo points that we do in our weekly um, bingo is I hope these boys don't vote and every time it's a given because it's just like, Why? <laughs> Um, but, like, what can you do? Why, um, Besides stop watching it. Right. Now that Tasha's on, I'm a little bit like, okay, maybe I can stop watching now. Tasha feels a little bit like the Biden of the series, where I'm like, okay, we're back <laughs> on track. Like, this... It's not good, but... <laughs> it's not, like, a fantasy, but it can, it can... I don't mean that... It can still go on. Right. It's not like, oh, I'm enthralled by it. But mm-hmm. I can tell that it'll work the way it's meant to work now. <laughs> Which is not good, but... <laughs> Which is not good and still absurd, but perhaps, um, like, somewhat comforting in its familiarity or whatever. Yeah, that's my thing with reality TV is it's very comforting to know that I am not in this situation, that I am not living my life like this, and... Um, it's a nice getaway from, especially 2020, come on. It's, we need something to get away. It's pure absurdist theater. I love it. 